Testing, oh, testing. Yeah, it's just when we start. Okay, cool. We're on air. Yeah, let's leave it like that. We're on air. All right. <laughs> is the camera on? What episode is this? Coming at you live from SAIC. Seven. Seven. We good? We good? I like your shirt. Thanks. I screen printed this pattern. Oh, cute. (laughs) I just want to start making all of my clothes now. It's a big commitment. Yeah. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Planeta Patineta. We have a very, very special guest today. We have Alyssa in the house. <laughs> so I want to start off by telling folks how it is that I met you, because now I'm just thinking, like, how did we meet? I think that... I want to say we met through Katie. No. no. We met... I think we met through Bex. Oh, yeah. Wait, where did we meet? Probably at I don't, Wilson? Probably at Wilson. Or you know what? Slappy Curbs. Yes. Yes. We okay. met at Slappy Curbs. Oh, my God. I remember now. Yeah. I, it was a rainy day. I brought Ramon, and <laughs> I... I remember oh. I got there and it was raining and you guys were si- sitting underneath the ramp and like I had Ramon with me and I tied into the thing and yeah I totally I, remember. I think that. I remember you pulling up with that like white van. Like, I think at <laughs> yes. the time was that your personal van or was that like the company who you were working for at the time? Yeah, so I worked for this company called Plants Delivered Chicago. Um, and yeah, I used to just drive around Chicago delivering houseplants to people. And so then, like, after I would be done with deliveries, I would just pull up to Wilson or pull up to the curbs in my, like, gigantic, yeah, like, nine-foot cargo van. Um, it was actually, it was a great time. It felt like a little apartment on wheels. Yeah. yeah. I remember, um, yeah, you just pulled up, and, like, the van was full of, like, flower, like, vinyl. And I was like, yo, like, Alyssa's, you know. Yeah, you sometimes there, like, there's, like, some giant dirt. trees in there, too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Stopping in between yeah. for lunch break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're so excited to have you. Dude, I know I've been talking dude. to you for a while to invite you and like share your story. Um, I think I kind of also was really interested in having you come out and talk about like all the great things that you're doing for the skate community. I knew you're a part of um, organizing the ladies and queer Wilson Jam. So mm-hmm. do you want to start off with that? Yeah, or? sure. So, this year, this past summer, was the first time I had ever, like, planned it myself. So, uh, my friend Katie Cornetta, she used to live here. Um, She's been doing it for years. And then she actually moved to Arizona a couple years ago. So, she kind of, like, handed off the skate jam to me, um, which was really cool. And, like, I've never, never done anything like that before. Um, and it was like a really, really cool experience. And honestly, I had a really good time doing it. Like, it was a lot of work that I wasn't yeah. expecting, you know? Like, you go to events, like, there's a lot of events, I feel like, in Chicago, like little skate things. And I don't know, you kind of just like don't see yeah. all the like little things that go into it. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. And like, it gave me an opportunity to like connect with different people in the skate world. Like, uh, like my my best friend Jessie, she's like an amazing artist uh, here in the city, and she did the design for the T-shirt, and then like she donated that, like her work for the design, and then uh, Mike over at Modest Merch like was so like generous to donate T-shirts to us, and that was cool because I got to meet him and then go to his shop and see his process yeah. and like all these different places that like donated their time and their product or whatever you know even just like posting it on the internet it's like oh gosh like it means so much and I was so nervous I'm like you know I don't know if anyone's gonna want to come or like like you know it's just like that imposter syndrome feeling Mm -hmm. like oh am I like stepping out of my like zone here by doing this but like it ended up being great and uh yeah, I'm excited to do it again this yeah. year and, like, hopefully, like, get more people involved. Yeah, so I wasn't out there this past year because I was in Mexico, but I was there, like, maybe two years ago when mm-hmm. Katie was still around. Yeah. But did you learn all of, like, the organizing and, like, how to operate 
before the event, um, like behind the scenes stuff through Katie? Or how was it kind of that you jumped on board and learned about how to organize an event, like a skate event? So a lot of it was Katie. Like, I mean, yeah, Katie like hit me up and she, like the first, so this last year was like the first year that like, it was kind of like all me. And, and all me, meaning, like, not Katie. The year before, Katie actually didn't live here either, but she came into town for it. So I helped that first year with, like, picking things up and sort of, like, doing the work that she couldn't do because she wasn't here. So I kind of got, like, a little taste of it then and seeing, like, you know, meeting the different people at the different shops and just, like, having communication with them. So then... When it was my turn, I already there was already like a list of people who had helped out from the years before, which was like great, you know. They already they already knew what it was, so it was just me reaching out, being like, hey, you know, I'm doing it this time around. If you want to like help, and everyone's you know super positive and super generous, and but like uh, we did make an effort to like reach out to different places, which was like something new. Mm-hmm. That was something my friend Jesse also helped me a lot uh, like with because she. She's just, like, good at that, and mm-hmm. she's like, well, like, just try, reach out. Like, yeah. we were able to get drink sponsors and stuff this year, which was cool. And so, yeah, I would say it was mostly Katie, but then, like, just sort of figuring it out along the way and, yeah. like, going with people's suggestions. And then when you started helping out, did you already have your business that you have now? Holy Mother Botanicals? Yeah, Holy Mother Botanicals. Let's segue into that, too. <laughs> Yeah, so Holy Mother Botanicals um, was something that we started uh, during the pandemic, so it was around already. It was something that um, me and my... So you already had kind of like business, like... Yeah. Background, yeah. Totally, yeah. Uh, That was... And I'm sure that helped you too, like how to be consistent with everybody and like being professional. Being organized and like knowing how to speak to people and... um, I think Holy Mother really helped out with that a mm-hmm. lot, especially I get nervous, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go up to people and ask them for something or like, you know, and yeah. Holy Mother was the first sort of way for me to do that. It's like stepping out of my comfort zone being like, this is something that like we made and like, I think that you'll like it. Like selling, yeah. selling and stuff right. like that can be a little like nerve wracking, but yeah, Holy Mother helped and it's, Holy Mother is just sort of like been a a way for me and uh, my friend Aaron who uh, we started Holy Mother together Um, it's sort it's sort of been a way for us to like grow post pandemic too it's like something that was a passion project for both of us and then now it's just morphed into something that's totally like legit and Mm -hmm. like it's cool because that's also been like it's something outside of skateboarding that has allowed me to like meet more of my soul tribe if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like you know we're we're spreading the love of and and the knowledge of like stuff that like is really special to us and so when other people take an interest it's like boom you already have that commonality same thing with skateboarding oh we already have that in common so it's just like cool yeah i don't know so for people who don't know what holy mother botanicals is do you want to give a little bit of like background of what your like mission for the brand i guess is and like what exactly you do yeah so uh holy mother botanicals we make um a bunch of different like organic cosmeceutical products a lot of stuff that's rooted in like ancestor medicine so um using herbs and um like different types of like alchemy stuff that like me and aaron have like shared with each other in the past it kind of started off as a thing where we would all make things for each other so it'd be like oh I'm you know trying to make like a love bath or something I I love like the study of herbs herbs magic plant Mm -hmm. magic all that stuff so um yeah it like started off as that like oh I made this and I want you to try it and then Aaron would make something and I would try it and um you know especially during the pandemic when people were like feeling very disconnected from themselves. Mm -hmm. I felt that personally. I felt really disconnected from, like, my body and just, like, you know, having, like, these different, like, little ritual practices for me were, like, really important. Um, So, like, getting to share that with people is something that Holy Mother Botanicals is all about, like, 
teaching people about practical magic and um yeah just I don't know sort of like spreading that it's not much about it's not as much about like the actual products too as much as like it is the connection I feel like we make with people when we sell something to them it's like oh yeah this is this is what this is and this is how we make it and this yeah. is why I use it and, and like I think how it's it also helps like me you share knowledge right yeah it's like even if you they don't buy the product you're kind of sharing the knowledge behind this like specific plant and what it's for totally right? like, and like I remember when I was shown that before you know we started doing this and you know for me it was really like actually magical I was like okay like this is something I, I'm really into and it's been something in my family for a while my family's pretty spiritual and stuff so yeah I don't know it just kind of like bloomed organically mm-hmm. it wasn't a, a mission to start a business in the mm-hmm. beginning but it kind of just turned into that and I like you know I have some management experience from the past so it kind of like you know I was like all right how can we organize this and make yeah. it into a thing yeah and yeah. So from a business perspective, because I know we um, just had Jerry on the show too, and I'm also learning about like, well, how do you establish your own business and like what kind of like financial kind of like knowledge background do you need to have? But what have been like moments of growth or like things that you've learned um, about having your own business? Yeah, so, I mean, that's... Like, like I don't want you to like, be like, tell us, like, the mistakes so the that you've made, So logistics, you apply for the S-Corp, <laughs> and you do this, you get your LLC. Uh, no, it's, like, honestly, something that I'm still learning, too. Um, both Aaron and I, you know. The logistics of it all are, like, things that I'm, like, Ugh, I don't even want to, like, go into it because it seems, like, overwhelming, but... Uh, I think like talking to other people that I know who have small businesses and who like have their little hustles that they've made into something like legit Mm -hmm. that's been like the biggest help and then honestly like a lot of the small business owners in Chicago like um, the people the women at Sideshow Gallery the women at Fox Club Chicago Twisted Scissors all of these places that actually sell our products Mm -hmm. like I feel like I've learned a lot from them because mm-hmm. they're, you know, I didn't I didn't even know about like what it meant to like do consignment somewhere, you know, and like there are little ways that you can start off a small business without having to like invest a bunch of money in an LLC like right away or something like that, you know. There are like grassroots ways that you can like begin your business. There's a ton of markets and stuff in Chicago and that's a lot of like what we've done, you know, where we just pop up we set up our brand and we talk to people and we just be ourselves and Mm -hmm. like that's what it's been you know and like I think both Aaron and I would like love for it to like bloom into something even bigger to like reach more people but you know we have day jobs we have other stuff that we do aside from it so it's been cool to like see it grow slowly and like learn the steps along the way like um but yeah, honestly, I didn't have like a big knowledge of the logistics of business before we went into it. It just kind of like is one of those things where I'm learning along the way. Yeah. yeah. I What comes to mind when you mention that is like you learn from people and people are willing to help you, right? And like oh, yeah. share what they've learned. Totally. You know, it's kind of like you have people who become your mentors, like business mentors. Yeah. Because I was checking out the Sapien shop the other day and like, I was noticing how, like, Will is so organized. Dude, it's amazing. And, like, from the start, too, you know? It's like they, like, set up that warehouse. Yeah. I remember Will's like, well, I got to get the filtration system set up and this and that, and we have it all organized. I'm like, dude, your brain is, like... There's a lot that goes behind, you know? It's like you get this board, but you don't think about, oh, it was built at this space. and like yeah, Especially with that, you know? Like, and and, like... That's amazing for, like, them because they're, like, doing it up, like, so hard. Like, mm-hmm. just fully committing. And it just shows, like, if you put the time and effort yeah. into something, like, it will grow. Right. And it shows the drive and, like, the commitment of somebody and the... That they actually care, right? Right. They like, care. the passion behind right, the it, passion. like, kind of shines through because... Yeah. Why would you put so much effort into something that you don't care about like right. that, you know? Right. So, yeah. I think it's really awesome. 
So moving a little bit to your involvement with the 3050 DIY. Yeah. I know I started, I know, I think you, Marshfield I saw you, yeah, I saw you there and like I saw Damien there one time and I was yeah. like, oh, cool, it's a good like hangout, like people were just having a good time and I remember seeing like pictures of y'all working together and like, yeah, the times that me and Noe have gone, like it's like a really good so community. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to talk about that. They're like so great there. I like... I mean, your experience, it sounds like, is, like, similar to how it was for me. I, the first time I went there, well, I went there, like, a long time ago. I remember when it was, like, Juan was first starting to put, like, work into it. They had this, like, crazy, like, the OG snake curb thing that was there. And, like, I love skating curbs. And so, like, when I knew that was there. You're a slappy curb queen. Yeah, I love, I love me a slappy curb. So I was like, oh, yeah, I really want to go check out that, like, curved little, like, mini bank to curb thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Couldn't skate it at all, died trying, and, like, but, (laughs) The first time. The first time, The first time. That was the only time, actually, because now it's gone, and it got ripped out, but, like, yeah, the first time I went Wait, the one that was before, the one they built now? There used to be this one in the middle, yeah. Yeah. The one that we were doing that one day was, like, the Snake 2.0. 2.0, okay, okay, okay. So, like, whatever, I went there, like... I don't even know, a few years ago when that was there, and it was cool, and I didn't go back for a super long time, and then Damien was like, oh, yo, there's this, like, bank to curb at the 35th spot, and I was like, what? Okay, let's go. (laughs) And so then we would just go and skate that, and it was, like, you know, a great time, and and we started, like, meeting people, like uh, Aaron I already knew um, Pat from Slappy Curbs, and I knew like a couple of people there, but like I didn't, I didn't know the whole crew yet. But I sort of like would meet them here and there, and then like one day they're like, "Well, we're gonna pour on Sunday, if you want to come and help." And so uh, we went and helped, and like it was just cool, and everyone there was super nice. Like I, you know. I'm sure, like, everyone feels anxiety sometimes, like, going to, like, a new spot. I don't know. I do, personally. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, you know, I don't know these people. Like, is it going to be cool? Also, like, there wasn't any, like, women there necessarily. Mm-hmm. So usually if I see a woman or, you know, a feminine presenting person, I'm like, like, okay, cool. They have, like, a little safety net. But, like, I didn't necessarily feel that there. Everyone was, like, super welcoming and also, like... It was really cool to like get involved with like creating the things that we skate and working with concrete and like it's it's wild like seeing how the process goes and mm-hmm. like um it gives you like a whole other appreciation for skate parks and skating stuff in general like you know street skating is really cool and like you know we live in a city where like you could do that and there's like you know this is like a place to do that but like seeing the other side of it and just being like oh i want to skate this so like let's find a place to make it like Mm -hmm. you just have to have concrete and water and you can make something really awesome to skate and so that was really really awesome to have like a place to be able to like learn that and like also like being around dudes that are like super encouraging and like really friendly and like just I don't know. It was always a good vibe. You go there on a Sunday, any day in the summer, and, like, there's going to be... We're going to have Patrick on the tunes. He's also on on the the grill. grill. (laughs) We have, like, a giant grill there. We got, like, chicken wings going. There's hot dogs. The guy from Uprise brings a coffee. Oh, my God, yeah. We've got a whole thing. There's a cooler of iced coffee, a cooler of water. like, who wouldn't want to be there? It's great, you know? And, like... Um, like I've been working on a mosaic piece that I'm going to be putting in there this summer. Yes, it's just cool because, like, I mean, you're little like imprint. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Juan is like, obviously, like all about making a space beautiful and artistic and unique. So like, it's just like basically like a canvas that any one of us can decide to put our art into, and like, yeah. like having more people around would be great too like I hope this summer I get to meet more people like it was fun to to have like you guys come out and like have Becky come out and like spend a day like helping even Will came out too yeah he had a bunch of things to do and he like 
He's like, oh, I'm going to come for a little bit. He's in Crocs and sweatpants, and he's shoveling. Like, oh, it was just, it was a great time, and it, like, it always is. What I did enjoy, and I noticed, I mean, prior to showing up, I, like, have experience with tools, like, power tools, and, like, mm-hmm. building, but they weren't gatekeeping at all. No. They were very, like, this is how you use a tool, this is what Dude. we're going to do, like, you can help out with this, and so, and I know I saw pictures of, like, Becky being there, and, like, yeah. Lillian, and... You know, nobody comes with that sort of like knowledge of like power tools and building. But once you get there, you learn so much from like observing and just being trusted. Totally. And that's what I also enjoyed about being in that space. I saw Juan's like using, I don't even know what it's called. The grinder. The grinder. And he's like carving out a thing. I was like, can I try it? And he's like, yeah. It shows me how to do it. Just like, no problem. Right off the bat. Hands me the goggles and my hands like shaking (laughs) and stuff. And. You know, but they, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's just like it, encouraging. And, and then it, even with skateboarding too, skating there, it's like a great time because mm-hmm. everyone is just like respectful and cool and it just feels comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I think it also says a lot because the neighbors come by and like greet yeah. y'all and they want to know what y'all are up to and are totally. doing because I think they also sense the energy yeah. when they walk by. Like I had some lady being like, what are you guys up to? What's yeah, going on? People are and I was curious. like, we're just hanging out, skating, having a good time. You know, like I think that energy, like it attracts people. That it good totally energy that does. y'all have and bring in. Yeah, and I think that that's something that like that space might even like. It's for the community, you know. the The neighbors there, they let us use their electricity and mm-hmm. their water and stuff. Like they're all so nice, and I think eventually, like, there's going to be more like little small things for yeah. the community, like a little like. Like garden in the yeah. front too. I'm there's gonna be for that. Oh yeah, there's what, gonna be what a pizza you? oven, dude. Oh yeah, the oh my pizza God. A oven. Oh concrete pizza oven. Everyone has to stay tuned. Is that like for that. planned? Like they're that's they're like going th- forward with that. Yeah, like Juan is like so serious about it, and I'm like, dude, that's gonna be awesome. Yes, like, pizza pizza night at Marshfield Court. Yes, like, and you can skate over the oven while your pizza's cooking, like. <laughs> It's just, it's wild. It's so yeah. cool. I'm already imagining it. It's <laughs> Yo, gonna it's going to smell so night. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Um, let's transition over to you going out to Philly. So I lived in Philly for a little bit because I did an internship. Mm-hmm. and But I didn't skate out there when I was over there. Like, I did, like, a Miro internship. Yeah. And I saw, like, I was, like, stalking you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, she goes to Philly. And I was Dude, like, what's I up mean, with you going to Philly? Like, yeah, they have some pretty dope parks out there. So, yeah. like, how was it skating out there for you? Or, like, what was what, what was the reason behind like going out to philly or what kind of yeah. like was is your connection to philly so the first time i went to philly <clears throat> it was house of vans did a pop-up in philly for a couple weeks it was like a couple weekends i think um so i was out there for that and which that was well, yeah, like they a have really a house cool events in philly right do they so they do like pop-ups in oh, some cities okay, so it'll okay, just okay. be there for like literally like a weekend or two weekends or something and they'll have like a bunch of events they build a whole park in there it was it was so so cool like i got to meet different artists i got to see a bunch of pro skateboarders skate inside this question sorry yeah how do the pop-ups work so do they go to parks that are already built or so it'll be like uh i I don't know how it works for all of them but like for this one in philly it was yeah, they built everything for the event. And they actually had, like, the the benches from Love Park, which is, like, a really famous skate spot in Philly that got torn down, like, years ago. They had uh, the ledges from there. And so, yeah, they just built out that and, like, a bunch of different ramps in this, like, huge warehouse space. And there was a stage. There was different artists, like, like little classrooms almost because there was a bunch of workshops and stuff. And it's all free, you know, and it was just like a quick thing, but it was really, really, really cool. And I don't know for all of them if they do that, but I'm pretty sure they do. Mm. Um, But yeah, like when I was there, it was just like, so like my first day there, I had some like free time that day and I was at House of Vans and I was like, I think I'm going to go try to go skate and like, where should I go? And one of the dudes who was like a local, he's like, oh, like 
there's this DIY spot that's like, you know, 10 minutes away from here. It's 9th and Poplar. I'm like, okay, word, I'm going to go check it out. And like went on a little mission and found it. And it was like this super sick, like under a highway. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. It's like South Philly, right? Yeah, Yeah. 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 And it was just like a bunch of little like, you know, like curb, bank to curbs and like everything was like, just I don't know perfect I had yeah. such a great time and I was skating there for like 10 minutes and no one was there and then all of a sudden like a group of three girls like I see them walking up with their boards and I was like mm. <laughs> and like we all started skating together and it was like oh what are you up to oh no, we're just hanging out are you going to House of Vans yeah I'm in town for House of Vans and they're, I'm like do you guys just want to like hang out until we go back and they're like yeah and it was cool. They were so friendly. They took me into a, a bunch of spots. Sophie, Jackie, and um, yeah, Sophie, Jackie, and I just had a great time with them. And they were so friendly. And I met a bunch of people that were like in the skate scene in Philly. And like again, like everyone was just like so cool. And, and what like, year was that? So you've been going for a while, right? This was in yeah. This was like before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think this was like 2019 or something. Okay. 20. What? Did you yeah. do this solo trip on your own? Were you just like brave enough to be like, I'm gonna go skate by myself? Do it. Yeah, nice. yeah, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was really cool. And then, yeah. So then, I don't know. I just made connections with people there. And then the last time I went, it was for the Independent Rip Ride Rally at FDR. Mm-hmm. And that is just like really cool. They built a bunch of stuff for the event. It was the craziest skateboarding I've ever seen in my life oh okay so what happens at that event what is it called again uh it's the independent rip ride Ride rally so like yeah basically it was at fdr which is this gigantic diy park in philly it's bananas it's so crazy it's really really fun um and they built like a bunch of shit just for this event or a bunch of stuff excuse me for this event and um like they had this one crazy like gigantic bank that went up like a pillar underneath like the highway like it i don't even know it didn't look safe at all but people were going down it falling down it and the rip ride rally everyone just goes like it's not like oh it's your turn you go it's your turn I was like, everyone like a just busy goes. Night at House of Vans, Chicago. Dude, basically. yes, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's mayhem, and like, you know, it's kind of encouraged, and people are getting paid, and it was really cool. Like, there's a bunch of pro skaters, and then there's a bunch of locals, mm-hmm. and they're all skating at the same time, competing for like the same thing, and it was just really, really cool. And like, the skate scene in Philly is huge, and. Like, it just feels like Chicago in a way to me, mm-hmm. too. Like, that city mm-hmm. is feels like home a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just really like it there. Like, it's it's a good time. And, yeah, just good people. Yeah. It's cool to make connections in, like, a different city, too, because that's pretty much, like, the only place that I've, like, really done that. Like, made gone off and, like, just made friends on my own really you know usually it's like you go on a trip with someone or you go like with people or you're seeing people that you already know and like I was like oh I'm just gonna walk to the park and see what happens and now I'm still in touch with all these people and they're all like so great that's great yeah Yeah. no it's such a heartwarming feeling because I made connections out in Mexico City and like for me it's again it's like so important to continue these like friendships right it's not like oh, I met them and that's it. Like, I'm going to go do my thing. And I wonder if it's, like, more, like, emotional for us because, like, women in skateboarding are, like, non-traditional yeah. people in skateboarding. There's not many of us, so it's, like, we got to stick together. Totally. You know? I um, think that's definitely part of it. But I think also, too, like, talking to dudes who've been skating for, you know, they're, since they're, like, 12 years old or whatever, it seems like they also have that experience too like mm-hmm. it might i think it's just a thing with skateboarding almost it's like it connects you with people wherever you go if you hear that sound of someone pushing down the street you can like look yeah. and be like oh you Skaters. know like Skater, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. but like actually though it's like a safe space kind of you yeah. know it's like common ground yeah and like yeah i want to have friends all across the world so i can go on right. and see them and yeah. go do cool things and 
yeah i just want more of that yeah and then i think what i'm excited about is like going back to mexico city and then seeing my friends and their progress and then yeah. them seeing our progress and just being really happy about just that. being stoked on each yeah. other too like, i want to go to mexico our city growth yeah 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 we should yeah i'm down, I'm down to go to philly too so yo dude when do you think about going next? Let's Not go in the summer. Dude, let's go in the summer. It has to be let's warm. Go. Okay. It snows there I'm too. Down. Yo. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm down. Dude. It's like. Yeah, no, I, I have a couple friends in Philly too. Not skate friends, but you know, it's I like Philly because it's a lot smaller than Chicago. Yeah. Like I remember one time I was living in like West Philly. Oh, you by the there? by the museum. Yeah. Oh, dude. Awesome. So I would like run to the museum and that was such a great feeling because I, you know, here I live in Little Village. Like, I could not Yeah, you're do kind that of far away from to, to, like, the Field Museum or something, you know? Yeah. But I was able to do that in Philly. And I think, like, I just thrive yeah, that's better in smaller small. cities, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a whole different experience. I mean, here there's a lot of Mexicans. And over there it's, like, we're the minority. And, like, Philly's really black. And so, like, I just enjoyed mm-hmm. being in, like, different spaces with different totally. people, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I love my Mexican people. But, like, it's interesting to be around other spaces with other people. Yeah. I want to yeah. be, like, dropped into somewhere yeah. unfamiliar yeah. and be like, oh, okay. It's, yeah, right. It's good to, like, I feel mix like you it humble up. yourself, too. Yeah. Totally. Cool. Okay. It's a deal. I'm down. Dude, it's happening. All right, it's happening. It's happening. We met right, text Jackie. We're coming. <laughs> we're going. I'm bringing my friend. We're going to shred. Yo. So aside from you skating and your skate endeavors, you also teach skating through Little Rippers. So talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I, was, I was doing lessons at Little Ripper... Um, and Little Rippers is up north? Yeah, Little Ripper Skateboarding. It's up in Jefferson Park. It's it's a great place. Like, it is basically... So, the people who started it, uh, Enrico and Jay, um, it was just a project between the two of them. Enrico has, like, an amazing son, Rue, who's who loves skateboarding. And it, you know, started off as something like that because he was teaching Rue how to skate. And... He wanted to, like, make a space for kids to get skateboarding lessons. And they have, like, their own little indoor spot. It's really cool. There's a bunch of little ramps. And Real beginner-friendly. It yes. is really beginner-friendly. And, like, you know, it was really, really cool to to have him reach out and, like, have me be a part of it. Like, um, I started... I don't even know when I started. I would say it was probably around, like, this time last year. Um, and yeah, so we would just have like age groups from like, you know, little kids. I'd have like, I had like a two year old one time, like legit, like a two and a half year old trying to stand on a board. So like little kids up to like 15 year olds. And so they come in for a one hour lesson and it was me and, um, Enrico and Jay and then Alex He's still there, too. He's still doing lessons with them. And, uh, yeah, it was just really fun. And then this summer we did summer camp at Wilson, which was wild because I got paid to be at Wilson Monday through Friday. Got a nice tan. Oh, my God, a nice burn (laughs) on my shoulders, you know. Like, I was there from, like, you know, I think it was from 9 to 1 Monday through Friday. Um, But, honestly, it was, like, such a good time because it would be the same kids for a week, mm-hmm. you know, and they I made really good connections with a lot of these kids and their families who are all so nice and like you know, it's kind of wild teaching a kid skateboarding because it's a lot of the times you're starting from like literally standing on the board and like learning how to push and where your feet go and a lot of them like learn really quick and it's it's mm-hmm. cool, but it's also wild to have, like, some, you know, like, a seven-year-old and their parent is watching them, and I'm about to, I'm yelling at them, or not yelling at them, but trying to get them to drop in on, like, yeah. an eight-foot concrete quarter pipe. I'm yeah. like, just do it! You just got it! You know, and it's like, but that's what <laughs> skateboarding is, yeah. and so it was, it was wild, and um, it was just really fun. I even got to give some adults some lessons there which was cool and yeah like little rippers is just it was, it was really great and having a place to skate too was also cool they they do like a uh, homie session so people can come and skate not just kids 
um, for like a few hours on Fridays and stuff. And yeah. I think really just like the connections I made with the kids was like great because that whole time I was there, I was seeing, you know, people progress and learning how the kids all like like to work like some of them require a little bit more than others you know sometimes you have to take the approach of like gentleness and then other times you have to kind of be like well I don't think you can do it and then that'll get them to, you know and I've been doing skate school at House of Vans now too which yeah. is also like sort of similar except it's less one-on-one work with the kids it's more just being there for anything that they might need help with and um yeah, it's just really fun. Like seeing kids get really stoked out is great, and hearing feedback from the parents, especially because you know, being a woman doing it too. Like I think a lot of like the younger kids and like a lo- the younger girls, like especially like feel a lot more comfortable working with me, mm-hmm. which I could understand because I would probably be the same way, you know. So it feels I special. I did want to ask you, how was, like, the dynamic between, like, the boy children and the girl children? Because, you know, at our age, <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about, well, I mean, we, like, historically, I guess, like, skateboarding has always been, like, a male sport, mm-hmm. even though it's never said. So is there instances where you kind of have to interject and establish, like, a conversation with your students about like hey this is for everyone totally like, how, has that ever happened or? oh my god it happens all the time yeah so how yeah. do you deal with that like you know little kid i mean it, it happens so often that it's like like it'll be something small like well you know i can do that or whatever they're like yeah you, oh you can't do that like I, it's easy watch me do it and it's like little kids you know they're trying to be like they're trying to show off a little mm-hmm. bit and so for me, it's more so, like, just sort of interjecting with little things, like, oh, it might be easy for you, but it's not, it wasn't easy in the beginning, yeah. like, I remember, and, like, you know, it happens with the boys a lot, like, I'll say that, you know, the some of the boys, they get a little competitive, mm-hmm. and it's more so competitive with each other, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, like, I guess it depends on the age group, too, because, yeah. like, the little kids, I think, are more like that, but then, like, the older kids that are like maybe like 10 to 13 and older you know they I think the boys just get a little nervous sometimes and so half the time they don't even want to talk to me you know like I do skate school with Timmy Timmy Johnson and he's like a pro skateboarder and he's so cool and like they're all trying to like impress him and be around (laughs) him so then when I say something like oh yeah sick one they're like (laughs) you know like they don't even want to like talk to me and it's it's okay. I'll I'll crack through that every once in a while yeah. and but honestly like I think like a lot of the kids it's not even like a gender thing. It's more so like they just they just don't want to they don't want to seem like things are hard and so oh, they like okay. you know, they kind of just will do like little show-offy things cuz they're like I don't need your help or whatever and Yeah. I don't know. They're all like that, boys and girls. Yeah. They like don't necessarily like want help, but then I'll still interject with a little something like yeah. a little tidbit or like let me help you with just hold my hand. Yeah. Like, let's just try it one time and hold my hand. And then you see the like smile and Aww. you're like, "Okay." Like And do you see kind of like their confident like a confidence boost like once they start getting better and progressing? Like have you seen that in your students like how has that shown or you know I just think a lot about that it is like the coolest thing ever and it gets me like really stoked like there are some kids in particular where it's like I remember this one little girl that I used to work with at Little Ripper uh her name's Emily and like we worked so hard she's so timid but she loves skateboarding and she's really good at it and I worked with her for like seriously like the whole time I was there probably like you know six or seven months trying to get her to feel comfortable dropping in and like she was so nervous about it so it's like the point where she won't say anything but just a little tear will come out and it's like oh my god and then I remember when she finally like did it for the first time without holding my hands and like ever since then it was just like like her face was so excited and then like 
every time she would come in, the first thing she would do is have to drop in and, like, prove to herself that she mm-hmm, could do it again. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just, like, you know, you and I have felt it, too. When you learn something new, mm-hmm. it's, like, a serotonin boost, like, yeah. massive serotonin yeah. boost. And, like, I see it for the kids, too. And, like, I don't know. Like, they progress really quickly because they also can fall a lot mm-hmm. and like rubber, be okay. Yeah. So, like, they'll just keep going. There's and, no fear at that age. Yeah. And, like, they're very trusting, too. So it's, like, if I tell you, I'm, like, oh, if you could drop in on this one, you could drop yeah. in on that one. Maybe, like, it makes a big difference to have someone believe in you. Mm-hmm. You know, that they see yeah. your growth and, like, the possibilities yeah. for you. Yeah. And I think with skateboarding, too, like, a lot of people, like, old school, it's, like, an old school mindset of just, like, oh, you got to, like, get in the streets and do it yourself very and like, old school don't hold gone. hands those days are gone yeah and it's like well you know what yeah. why like why? it feels good to help and yeah. like you know i'm still learning too and so right. like there's plenty of times where i probably could have used a hand but i didn't want to ask for it and so like making it more of a thing like ask for help like yeah. people want to help and i think it's just yeah it's great yeah should we take a little little break? Yeah. I can take a little, little, little five-minute break. Let me keep my parking. <laughs> I'll just keep it rolling. Oh, man. Dude. Sick. I feel sick. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> my parking. That was really good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous. So you're both our teachers. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's Dude, awesome. yeah. I, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about more because in Mexico City, there's so many skate schools and it's not very like common here in Chicago. Yeah. And I think that should be more normalized. Dude, I like have been thinking about it. Like there's, especially with like doing the skate jam and stuff, I feel like there's so <laughs> many like opportunities to cultivate money and space and yeah. stuff for kids to skate like more than just house of band skate school and like you know little ripper is you still have to pay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. parents still have to pay like a good amount of money to have their kid be there yeah house of bands is free but it's like once a month yeah. you know it's like i think it'd be cool for there to be more i know they have like the natty boy yeah, They've I want to bring that. them on. Yeah, yeah, for Something sure. I I haven't been over there for that, but I want to like go and see yeah. what's up with it. And I think Will's been doing stuff too. I haven't asked him about that. Or at they did like something I think in the summertime. But I see like sometimes he posts it's like little kids skating the ramp, mm-hmm. <clears throat> little skate lessons. Will can just like work and work and work and work and work and be fine. Wait, what? Will. He, Can't like, work works so much. Like, he was working at this restaurant and, like, using that money to, like, fund. Help. Yeah. yeah I was totally. like, you're working, and then your free time is still working. It's like Jerry. <laughs> it's like Jerry, the other guy. Oh, yeah. It's like, do you ever, like, you know. Chill? Chill? No. No. Nah. My chill time is, like, being creative. Like, Dude, like, I wish my brain, like, could... Do that. Like I could, I have the capacity to work, but like I definitely need like time in my enclosure. <laughs> yeah, just like relax in your bed. Yeah, your dog. Totally. Okay. We back. We back. We back. <laughs> Paid for parking. We good. Yep. All right. So I was saying that. In Mexico City, it's very common to have these skate schools, mm-hmm. but it's not that common here in Chicago. So when I saw the work of Little Rippers, I was like really stoked. Um, how about like in Philly? Like, have you seen skate schools? Like, no, do you want to push for more? I know that um, we were just talking about Naughty Boy and like, yeah. you know, what do you think about skate schools? Yeah, dude, I think it's awesome, mind, especially yeah. like the little renegade ones. I feel like that's probably like the best way to do it. You know, it's just I think the problem is like okay well you want to be able to provide a safe space so you want to be able to provide boards and pads and helmets Mm -hmm. and all that stuff costs money especially in Chicago with it you know being snowy and cold half the year it's like okay we got to go to an indoor place like where are we gonna go and I think the logistics of it 
people might just, you know, not think to really do it. And I don't know. I think it's really cool that they do it. Like, the ones in Mexico City, are they more so for kids or are they, like, for everyone? I've seen a lot of them for kids, but there is a few adults that go. Like, I know that mm-hmm. my friend Jackie, who has um, a skate school called Pata de Perro School. Hey, Jackie. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, she offers, like, individual sessions. Mm-hmm. And it works really great in Mexico because you kind of, like, pay in cash so you're not, like putting that in your tax and stuff you're not getting things deducted totally um but she also gives like group sessions on saturdays and that's more oh, that's open cool. to like whatever age range yeah and i think like i'm thinking about it now that is a great opportunity to have people socialize mm-hmm. you know with different age ranges because like i reflect on like when i was a kid i was really shy you know like i didn't have the best social skills and so i'm pushing myself more as an adult yeah but like sports that open up like a big age frame is really great to just develop like social skills dude yeah yeah. like feel confident in spaces yeah yeah, especially because like i feel like half of the purpose of those things is to teach you to be comfortable at a skate park yeah because like one of the things that i kind of like thought about is like you know maybe it's not the best thing to just have like small sessions at a place that are private to learn like oh, I'm going to this lesson and that's going to be how I'm going to learn how to skate or I'm only going to go to these things and that's how I'm going to learn how to skate because then when you go off to do it, aside from that, you're going to feel like, like going yeah. to a skate park is like a whole thing. You, yeah. know? you have to learn how to make friends. You have to learn the the, the etiquette and all right. of that stuff. And, like, you know, I think there should be more of that in Chicago for sure. Like, it's just one of those things that I think you know maybe Chicago for a little while has just still been stuck in that sort of mindset of like oh well if you're gonna do it then just go and do it you know like I will say fro skate comes up in my head when we think about like places to go that will make you feel comfortable like if you're a beginner trying to like learn how to skate you're just gonna go to the skate park by yourself and like push down a bank and like fall like, a lot of people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way most of us did it. But, like, I think nowadays people don't want to do that. And, like, skateboarding should be more inclusive right. because, like, why shouldn't it be? And so, like, Fro Skate was, like, a great place. I know a lot of people that started skating going to those events. And, obviously, it's, like, a safe space for queer POC people. And, like, there should be more than just one of those. And, like... In all the neighborhoods. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, like, it doesn't even need to be, like, a skate club. It's just, like, making friends who yeah. skate so that you go to the park and you feel like you're going to hang out with your friends. Like, if, when you or I go to Wilson, it's like, oh, I don't need to go with someone because I'm going to see someone yeah. I know. All my friends are there, you know? Right. And, like, just bringing people into that and, like, there needs to be more opportunity for that. Definitely, definitely agree. Yeah, um, I've met a couple friends going out to the Fro Skate events and, like, the Onward events. Oh, yeah, Onward, too. Yeah, and they're really great spaces to, like, bring people together and, like, meet a lot of folks and, like, just, you know, connect with them and, like, you know who you can hit up. Like, oh, my friend lives, like, up north and I can hit them up if I'm at Wilson. Yeah. Like, I have a friend that lives, like, in the suburbs. I can hit them up. So it's, like, a great space, like, community to meet people from like all over the city yeah I would say. and i don't like to skate yeah. by myself really yeah. so like i'm trying to skate with people yeah that's it interesting you, like yeah motivated like hyped up yeah. yeah i have met a few people that do like to skate by themselves but i think you know it's like yeah you're like mm, <laughs> well, i can't relate <laughs> i've met because i met a girl in mexico city that she'd be like yeah sometimes i just go skate by myself and like I don't know. I think there was a point that I did enjoy skating by myself. But I still like hanging around with people. Like, I still sometimes need to vibe and, like, learn from others, you know? I think if it's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to, like, practice my ollies, it's like, yeah, you can go in the parking lot and do that yourself, and it's fine. But even then, it's like, you land one, and you're like, did you see that? Yeah, nobody saw it. Like, like, nobody saw that. Yeah, and it's like, you want that, like, ah, uh, you know? Like, yeah, friends. Yeah, skate. or, like, yeah. I'll be skating with people. It's like, oh, I've never seen that. Like, what did you yeah, see there? Like, yeah, what yeah. was that? I feel like that? you could try that. Like, 
Yeah. yeah. And then your friends going to be like, you could do it. Like, you have this yeah. trick. You could do that. Yeah, you're right. It, like, just leads to good times. And, like, uh, yeah, skating by yourself is it's fun too but it's just like it's not the same it's not the same not the same yeah Um, so what is Alyssa up to now what's Mm -hmm. Alyssa doing now we saw y'all I mean I I know you saw that video probably that I posted um, oh yeah at the the skate market yeah at the skate market that was cute so yeah what you what you been doing at bands what's that like just been trying to hustle. I'm just making myself available for like any and everything that they have going on at House of Vans. I would love to work there more and like, you know, contribute to some of the things that go on there more so. Um, I love all the people that work there and like obviously the company is really cool too. So trying to be a part of that more. Um, Holy Mother, just been working on that. Like I do all the labels and like the visuals for holy mother so like graphic design has been something that i've been like taking more of an interest in and like so i've been trying to like you know find out what my next big thing is <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know i don't know just been sort of hustling with the jobs i have now and like trying to grow with yeah. those things like not trying to like get a job that i like really don't like again and yeah. like trying to chase the things that like make me feel good and see what comes of them. Right. Um, and how did you get involved with Vans? Uh, so I used At to work house, house of Vans. So I well, I started off working Vans retail, and then I started meeting people at House of Vans, and then. When I started working there again recently, it was more so for skate school, and that was actually through Little Ripper, I, I believe so. I know, I've known Mike at House of Vans for a while, and so yeah, he hit me up, like I don't even know, like six or seven months ago, about like doing skate schools again, and I was like, oh word, yeah, get my foot in the door here, yeah, like let's go, and uh, yeah, and so since then, it's like little events here and there I'll help with, and you know just trying to get involved there more i think it's like a really cool company and like honestly i would like to do anything that like allows me to do more like event type stuff marketing Mm -hmm. stuff like the the skate jam was like so cool and like such a cool like such a learning experience i feel like i could bring that to a company like house of vans or you know anything like that like trying to provide good times for people Mm mm-hmm and like I don't know, just trying to meet new people in the city too. That kind of inspire me. That happens all the time. I feel like here, it's like I'll meet someone who's doing something cool, and I'm like, yo, like, okay, I want to take a little piece of that mm-hmm. and like see what I could do with it myself. And yeah, what are your plans for the summer? Okay, this summer. Okay, well, first of all, we're going to Philly. Yes. Um, I I really want to skate more this summer. The third, like thirty fifth DIY is obviously going to be a thing. Uh, I want to do more creative projects there. Like, I finished uh, my mosaic piece, which just has to be like put in. But I think that is going to get me super juked on doing like more. Where stuff is like that, that going up? I don't exactly. know yet. Okay. I think I want to do it on like the side of a quarter pipe because. I made it with just all, like, recycled materials, so it's made out of, like, plates and mugs and stuff, so it's not necessarily, like, perfectly flush, so I wouldn't want people to necessarily skate this one, but now, like, this next one, I want to, like, do it up for real, get, like, real tiles, all quarter-inch tiles, make something that people can skate on, so it'll make that cool sound. We've been putting tile, like, around the place. Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. Yeah, just, like, little speed mats and... yes stuff like that and so definitely going to be there trying to skate more and trying to go on some trips you know I would love like uh to go on a trip to Mexico trying to do that this summer too trying to go surfing have you been yeah okay where where have you gone I've never been surfing but I've been wanting to where where have you gone where have you surfed California yeah where in Cali so northern california mm-hmm. like bolinas and mm-hmm. stuff uh yeah out there santa cruz nothing like crazy or anything but uh i'd like to do it again it's been a while and you good at d- it you got the hang of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know Probably better than most people in chicago <laughs> i mean becky's giving me a run for my money yeah but like seeing her go on that trip yeah like it was basically like 
a woman's surf camp in yes. El Salvador, like, okay, I want to do something cool like that. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love the city, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, do some more stuff, get out of the city a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, but it's pretty much open books. I'm, oh, I want to do the skate jam again. Yeah. For sure. That's going to okay, happen again. Do you know again. when exactly that's happening? Um, this past summer, we did it in August, um, but I think... It'd be cooler to have it be more so in, like, the middle of the summer, maybe sometime in July. But I don't know. Like, I feel like I've met a lot of people this year, and so I want to start thinking about it a little bit sooner than later and try to get more people involved. Um, yeah. And, you know. We can go out there and, like, do a live. Yeah, you totally live, like, should. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so cool. Oh, no. Also, like, quad skaters. Like, there was such, like, there's such a cool community of quad skaters in Chicago and we did like quad skating um stuff at the skate jam too but i want to like work with quad skaters mm-hmm. this year and have them help me like with you know finding sponsors or yeah. like what they would like to do or like you know just have more feedback from people that are going to be there and like have it be more so of like a community effort right instead and, of like just skateboarding it's like yeah Yeah. quad skating and skateboarding and then like for like you know people who are artists and stuff like it'd be cool to you know like I I was at some event there I'm not sure who did it but people had little like tables set up in the grass around Wilson and they were like selling their own handmade goods and stuff it's like be cool to do more of that there's like Wilson Wednesdays that Sapient Mm -hmm. does like you know I don't know. It just would be cool to, like, think about more events that, like, we could do and, like, just do them because that's the time in Chicago to do stuff. So it's, like, I'm trying to make a more of an effort before summer to, like, think about it versus, like, having it come around and then being, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's good that you're already thinking about this and we're, like, talking through it, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, all the experiences that you've had last year and, like, just this year yeah it's good to reflect on it so that you can take totally. action and like take the right steps yeah cool so we're gonna ask you the last three questions that i okay. usually kind of ask everybody <laughs> some of them are like really deep some of them are just like yeah um what is your go-to like after skate meal after skate session meal like what do you crave after a good skate session? Are you like, let's go out for a drink or like, hmm. you know, what's your go-to like? Well, meal? okay. So like one of the things that, so me, my friend Jesse and my friend Des, we always go to the 606 curbs, right? Slappy curbs. And like our move is to order pizza to the curbs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have seen like <laughs> yeah. y'all do that or like pictures, I think. Oh my God. We brought, we brought an air fryer air there fryer, one time. Yeah, I brought the portable generator so i think i have to say jet's pizza because that is like such a move of us is like okay we've skated for an hour we're all kind of hungry but we don't really feel like going anywhere so like let's just order a jet's pizza to the curbs and sit on the dirty ground and eat it yeah so probably that (laughs) i mean i love pizza in general so probably that just two on my own Sounds good. That's a yeah. good after skate <laughs> session meal. Um, Very healthy. What, aside from skating, makes you truly happy in life? Whoa. Whoa. That's a big question. <laughs> Besides skating, I think my the thing that makes me happiest in life is, like, straight up, like, laughing with my friends. Like, I love my friends, and I've met a lot of them through skateboarding, and, like, I think that humor is so important and like my favorite thing is to like make people like laugh. So I love hanging out with my friends or whoever it might be and just like having, I don't know, laughing together and like it just like I feel like it's like a chemical release Mm -hmm. when you're like just cracking up with people. Like I would say probably that, making people laugh. Now that I know that about you now. Everybody knows that now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'm funny, but like. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, damn it, I forgot what the last question was. Um, okay, favorites. Oh, okay, I remember. This is, I've been asking everybody this for like the past week. Okay. Whoever listens to this knows. I don't know if I asked Noe, but I've asked like three people already. Um, what is your guilty pleasure song? Oh my God. Oh my God. 
I probably won't know it, but I'll probably listen to it after this episode. Okay. That is, like, so hard because I have yeah? so many. So many? Do you have a Spotify playlist of... I mean, I mean, I had a very, very heavy Missy Elliott phase growing up. It ran yeah. really deep. It yeah. still runs deep. So I want to say it would be Hot Boys by Missy Elliott. But, like, that doesn't feel yeah, guilty doesn't feel to me. Guilty. You know what I mean? So I would say probably... I guess it just depends on who you tell, right? Yeah. Like something like for me, my fa- my guilty pleasure song is this country song okay. that's with Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. And I remember telling a friend of mine, and she's like, like "What? Why do you listen that, to that? that?" No, she was like, "That is not a guilty pleasure song." Like, oh I yeah, love Dolly Parton. Dude, and I was I like, know. "Oh, okay." I thought it was like a guilty. Like I if I tell Dolly like too. my Mexican friends, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, what you listen to that?" Yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Probably like some. Probably like some Gwen Stefani for okay, like, yeah, like or, no doubt, or like Pussycat Dolls. Oh, like, okay, you that know what is I mean. True guilty like pleasure. buttons by Pussycat Dolls. I'm gonna say that. Like okay. I will. Like I'm never gonna yeah, put that on in the no, car when someone's no. in there with me. But if Skating I'm at home and my headphones, I'm like, <laughs> like you can't stop me from dancing to that song for sure. So I'm, I'm okay, that's that a, that's one. a good one. That vibe in general. That's a good, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a whole skate vibe. <laughs> I'm gonna make an edit to Pussy Cat Dolls. That's a good one. Cool. All right. Well, well thanks thank for being so in the show, much, dude. Thank you so much. Oh, this is awesome. You're so sick. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Go skate. <laughs>